Hi, welcome to the Dreamcatchers. We are sisters and business partners, Marissa Klein K and Jamie Klein Stozer. We know a little something about dreaming big. In our day jobs, we run the fashion and media division of our family staffing firm in New York City, Choice Associates. We have built a brand around helping others and good energy. Known in our personal and professional worlds as lightworkers, igniters, and most of all believers, Jamie and I are not only dreamers, but we are doers, and we hope our energy is contagious. On this podcast, we will be chatting to each other and to some of our favorite dream catchers, the people who inspire us not only about career, but about making magic wherever they go. On What's the Matter, we will shine light on a hot and relevant topic that means something to us, and we are sure will mean something to all of you. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe now and follow us on social media at Dreamcatchers23 for updates and episodes. Welcome to What's the Matter, a new episode um, from the Dreamcatchers. I am Jamie and my sister Marissa. We are the Dreamcatchers. everyone. And um, we are so happy to be here with our amazing panel of travel experts. I know that we are all right now worried, thinking, anxious, you know, dreaming of traveling. Um, So we'd love to talk to these wonderful women about their expertise. Thank you to our sponsor tonight for this episode, which is Choice Associates. That is our um, family staffing firm that Marissa and I have been working at. Marissa, I believe, has been there for 17 years, and I've been there about nine now. Um, Choice Associates is a full-service staffing agency based in New York City. Been putting people to work since 1974. Check us out, um, choicepersonnelinc.com. So thank you so much for being here, everybody. Marissa, did you have something you wanted to add to that? I, well, first of all, I joined this meeting at eight and I had said it's very rare for me to bring a glass of wine with me to one of our panels, but I did and it was a heavy pour. And in the moments that uh, Ming and Shared Universe had uh, internet issues, I have drank half that glass. So things are looking up. Um, okay. So I have been whimsically chasing. I Now I've also said this speech already, so we're going to do an abridged version. And we'll see if what I remember. I've been whimsically, whimsically chasing these women for several weeks now. And I'm, I, I actually think that the timing of it is not coincidental that we are entering a Halloween weekend, which in the Northeast is, you know, within 10 days of the first long weekend of the year that many of us get out of Dodge and start thinking ahead of our um winter travel plans and all the places and the memories that we want to make with each other, our families, our children, our friends, our mom's weekends, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I know this goes without saying this morning, the governor of New Jersey announced so kindly that the citizens of New Jersey can go to nine states in the (laughs) United States right now. Without without quarantining for two weeks. By the now, way, does anybody off the top of their head know which one of the states is that we can go? The good ones. <laughs> the good ones. <laughs> stick, to the, stick to the Northeast. Yeah. So so obviously, I mean, I'm gonna guess they're blue. So I I I think I don't I don't know what to say about that. All I know is that you know we do, we have these conversations. Jamie and I will will talk about things, we'll stress about things, and we've decided in the last few months that using our podcast to normalize a conversation or get some information out there or bring some experts in that could help people, not just us, um, with, with the same repetitive thoughts. Because I know if you're anything like me out there, 
you look on Facebook and you just see, or you look in your social media stream and you think, hey, that person went on a plane and went somewhere. And like, I haven't even gone to Target. So like, what? <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? How are we doing it? Is it because we have children? Is it because we're in, uh, you know, I, I'm so afraid. I just want my kids to get back to school, you know, so I don't really want to go far or because, you know, I'm married with kids and I don't have to do something travel-wise for my job. It's just not you know, front of mind, all these different things, just the ups, the downs, the ins or outs. And obviously we want to, you know, we love talking about how you got to where you were, because I'm assuming that most people don't graduate high school and go to college thinking they're going to be a travel agent. Um, that's the same for us. Travel agencies or anybody that work in travel, I would say they have a similar bio to people that work in staffing. It's not something that you think up. It's something that happens to you. Um, anyway, with that said, uh, let's get into this because I, I can't wait to hear what all of you have to say, because if I don't get the hell out of here soon, I don't know what's going to happen to me. So that's my thoughts. Go ahead. I would love to hear, would love to hear you all as you are. Introduce yourself. I am my screen. I see Elizabeth first. So Elizabeth, by the way, while Marissa was talking, I just want you guys to know I'm very proud of myself. I figured out how to go live and tag you all and spell Elizabeth's last name all while listening. Um, because I have a really easy last name as well, Elizabeth. So I feel for you, girl. So by the way, how do you pronounce it? Dukiak. He's French. Okay, that is exactly the way I would have said it, Elizabeth. So we're good. Um, okay, so give us a little bit about you, Elizabeth. Who are you? What is your name of your business? Um, where are you based? Just a, a quick snapshot. And then we'll obviously dig into more unpack, if you will, um, which Literally. is one of your works anyway. Unpack. Go ahead. My name is Elizabeth DeKiak and I'm the owner of Souvenir and Far. I am a travel expert and about half of what I do is what a traditional travel advisor does, but the more interesting half of what I do is taking a more approachable uh, view of travel and so clients will come to me to solve their problems. Uh, that could be that they're totally overwhelmed with choices, they have a tight budget, they have young kids, they need inspiration, or there's a pandemic. Whatever the obstacle is that is keeping them from traveling or traveling well, we work together to remove those obstacles, explain those obstacles, and walk them through that so that they can travel better. Do you solve other I problems as well or just focus on this? I have, <laughs> I just I have, I have saved two marriages. Two I'm marriages. just asking, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I was going to say, like, so tell me about these obstacles and what else can we apply them to? No, I love that. And by the way, obstacles. I've been admiring, I've been admiring your Instagram for a while now. And I have to say, I just, I love, Marissa and I say this almost every episode now. I love a double entendre, a play on words. And I just love the name of your business. So I just wanted to give you that little compliment. I think it's such a cool use of the word souvenir. Um, so kudos to you for that. I love, I don't know how you came up with it, but you know, I think it's pretty awesome. It took months, but it's hard. Every time I make a reservation, I have to spell it out and spell my last name. It's a mess. It's a mess. You have to budget it. an extra well, time. That's, that's a billable well, hour, just here. spelling it. Thank you for being here tonight, Elizabeth. Um, Jamie, I see you next on my screen. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi everybody. I'm Jamie Paul with Journey 365 and, um, I work with my husband, Eric. So that's interesting, but <laughs> yes, we work together and um, we've been in the business about eight years now. Well, I started in the business and he recently has joined me. So we, our main focus is family travel. We book a lot of Disney, all inclusives, 
Um, but our, as our families are kind of growing with us, we're booking more couples trips and Europe and tours and cruises. And we really consider ourselves full service agents where we are with you from start to finish and beyond then um, planning every single aspect of your trip and helping you really with whatever you need to make it the best experience for you. Love it. I want to go to Love all it. those places. I'd like to plan yeah, several, like several of those things. Okay. And Kelly, we have you last but not least. Yes. Hi, I am Kelly Cavies. I am with the Pond and Star Travel and Concierge. I'm an independent travel agent. I do work for a larger agency, which is again, a Pond and Star, about 20, 25 agents. So I work with a good team, even though I'm based in Fairhaven. I am pretty much your Disney guru around here. You have a question. I know it. You need someone up to book your dining. I do it. Your fast passes, I'm on it. Something's going on with the reservation. Again, I'm there. Um, all of your all-inclusives for kids, I do primarily children and family. Um, again, you do a Google search, good family place to go in Mexico. A million will come up. I know about it. I've probably been there. If I haven't, my coworker has, and I can give you the full rundown. That and then I do a lot of riverboat cruising uh, cruises for the other generation that can travel a little bit more freely than we oh, do. Oh, I didn't know that. Girl. My dad's a big river cruiser. Yeah, I like that. Oh, I. Although he loves, I he loves to cruise that I want to do my talc. Like 2022, I'm gonna be there. He loves to research them himself, but that's good to know. I think that's awesome. Um, what does he take? Not Viking, Marissa. What's the one dad does? What's the other big one? Not Viking. Um, what is it? Talc. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Loves it. He loves it. It's like a, he's like, like you're on a boat. But it's like not big. And like you're, you know, you can, you're just beautifully going down these. He's obsessed with river cruising. Well, it's like I think he did it. Hotel and you unpack once and you're at all these gorgeous locations. Well, I, I, I always like cruising for that reason. I, I think it's an interesting, I mean, I love being in a culture, but when you're trying to pack a punch as Americans, most of the time have to, um, you know, it's a, a nice way to do it. Although I've never done it with kids. So I guess I'm a little antiquated in my approach. Um, I want to say yeah, before we fun. before we go further, there are two things I said off air when we were chatting before that I think are funny ways to set the tone for our conversation. One, on I think it was Jamie's Instagram, there was a meme she posted today that really, or not today, but I saw today that really tickled my fancy. And it was- No, it was Kelly's. Was it? No, it's both it was of them, both. I think. It was both. Um, oh, funny. That do you, well, I don't want to say it wrong, but it's like, you can you go Mexico or Canada first, and it's like the Epcot ball. You go left or right, which way? Yeah. So like, Epcot, you go left what, or right. What, what does that mean? And 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 my answer when I saw it is like, who the hell goes to Canada first? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult the entire world. By the way, like, gotta go to Mexico first. Speaking of, I went to Disney for the first time with my children. My sister and I were fortunate enough to go every year when we were kids because our grandma lived very close, and we used to go just for like a day or two because our dad, our uncle lived in outside Orlando and so did our grandma. So we were always there and I hadn't been back since I was 18. Kelly helped me plan my trip to go with my kids last year around this time in November for actually for my 10 year anniversary. So I was one of those people, although Marissa not getting married at Disney because you love to watch the show now. Um, I spent That's my, was anniversary. my other thing, Disney, Disney uh, plus the Disney dream I, wedding. I actually, with Twitch. I actually opted and most people made fun of me to spend my 10 year anniversary at Disney world with my children and the best week of my entire adult life like I besides obviously having my kids and getting married I 
loved every second of it more, probably more than my kids. But what I wanted to say is it popped up on my memories this week, or Dave saw a picture, my husband of Elliot, my son, who is now four and a half. And I, I just can't even believe that he was like little in this picture. And it was a year ago already, like, like gnawing at the, not a turkey leg, but at the October fest, like pretzel from Germany, which is where we went first straight to Germany and got huge jugs of beer and a huge pretzel for our kids. So we went, we passed Mexico and went straight to Germany. For the record, I might, I might cry during this episode because I'm, I just want to leave so badly. So, okay, let's get into, let's get into some background on the typical dream catchers questions. Cause I find them fascinating. So does Jamie. And then we're really going to talk about the climate, you know, advice, words of wisdom, you know, some, things that I am chatty when I'm anxious. So obviously there's a lot of things that are, are giving me anxiety that I'm sure I'm not alone. And I would love to hear some experts, TLC um, and guidance. Okay. So first and foremost, as I've said, you don't wake up a junior in high school and think I'm going to be a travel expert. Um, I don't believe. So um, I would like to ask the question that we love to ask, which would be, what did you want to be when you grow up? So I usually start way at the beginning. Like what's the first job that you remember wanting to be? Um, and Kelly, if you say Disney princess, I will really giggle, but I'll start with you, Kelly. Um, the opposite of a uh, Disney princess growing up, I wanted to be an archeologist. I, oh. I know I was in love with Egypt and Pompeii and as a young child I would just watch documentaries which I you know what five-year-old four-year-old doesn't watch documentaries on Pompeii I feel like somebody else told us this recently wanted to be an archaeologist and then we like made a Ross from Friends reference who is not an archaeologist but he's a paleontologist but still I find that stuff fascinating too and funny story, Disney back in the day used to have their own like award shows. And one of the teachers of the year was a Massachusetts teacher when obviously I was living there and he taught archaeology. So I had my mom reach out to this teacher in high school and make him be a guest speaker in my fifth grade class. Oh my oh God. My God. Yeah, That's a cool That's story. Awesome. And innovative and showed your hustle. So can you fast forward a really fast overview? Obviously, if you were on our panel one-on-one, one one, we might spend more time kind of um, digging into your first job, your internships. Like, So tell us a little bit, if you don't mind, you know, how you went from dreaming of being an archaeologist to being a travel expert in Disney or in general for family vacations. Oh, good question. I'll, I'll do this super quick. Um, right out of high school, I worked at a news station up in Portland, Maine, uh, WGME, Channel 13, CBS. So I was just traveling all over the state of Maine, up and down the coast, doing specialty stories, really like digging into like the hearts of the towns, learning like the ins and outs. I was kind of like a local and we would go and then we'd report everything. Um, moved to New York. I was um, a marketing analyst for AIG, for home office. They had me again, traveling all around the country. Um, so I got to see all the different states and just by me in nature growing up, family on the West Coast, me on the East Coast, I would go on a plane and literally fly across the country by myself in probably fourth grade. So I just always had that independence travel in me from a very early age. And then just, I guess like working at AIG and then coming here, playing my first Disney trip, 
fell in love. If you know me, I am a planner to the umpteenth level. Like I'm already thinking next summer, next September, like activities, things to do. So it just kind of fell into my plate naturally. One of my coworkers, Kyla, I saw that she worked for this wonderful agency. I reached out to her. I was like, hey, Kyla, um, I kind of want to be, I want to do what you do. And you know, it's still a job. Everyone thinks it's like great and glamorous. And I know everyone else on the panel, it's like, no, it's still a job. It's been very trying, but I guess it's kind of like the quick version. And I said earlier that I feel like people that seek out travel are similar to people that seek out staffing. It's not intentional. It kind of finds you. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that we, we, we all kind of need have a similar energy yeah, you because we're you servicing. Yeah. And you trip into it and you obviously have like an innate client service skill set and a, a people pleaser kind of skill set. And I think um, it sounds like what you did where you reached out to a girl that you knew that did this and you're like, what do you do is very similar to how Marissa and I both kind of got into staffing, either having an experience, both positive or negative in searching for a job and then feeling like I want to do this. I want to help others that need to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love that story and a great sum up. Elizabeth, what about you? How did you get to where you are now? And what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, I don't remember what I wanted to be when I grew when you because I knew you were going to ask that question. I've been thinking there wasn't really anything. I bounced around quite a lot. Um, I mean, I have been oh, I have had every job you can think of a, a waitressing, bartending. I was a nanny to the stars. I um, I uh, worked for the U.S. Embassy in Singapore. I worked for the French government in Paris. I lived in London for a really long time, and I was uh, head of HR for a big uh, retail store, Selfridges. No I way. Oh, I love Selfridges. Oh, me too, me too. And then I worked for TED Talks, you know, the, the motivational speech. I worked for them for a while. I've done just a lot. I've been everywhere, but travel has always been kind of woven in there somehow. And each job I had was in a different country and doing different things and meeting very diverse and international people. So the, so the traveling kind of wove in with that and it really just led its way directly to where I am now, but a very later start in this, in the travel uh, industry. And what made you decide to start your own company versus like joining a company or, you know, like right. what Kelly does for example, or what made you decide to do that? Right. Well, I had been, I, I, we're known for traveling and doing all these crazy trips. And every time I would come back from a crazy trip, people would ask me, Hey, can you help me plan? Mm -hmm. my so I would just kind of start doing that. And I was doing it on the yeah. side, kind of just little by little. And then when my kids went off to my twins went to college five years ago, uh, you know, I, I had been thinking, what do I want to do? And everybody's like, will you please just be a travel advisor, please? That's what we need. We need someone who does things a little differently like you. Please do it. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't know. And I dipped my toes in it. And really the only way I could do it is if I was going to do it my way. And mm -hmm. so I spent a really long time building my business before I announced it because I wanted to do it a certain way. And then I announced mm -hmm. it and it just, it took off like a house on fire because I was already known for that. And so it, it, it I was very lucky and very fortunate that it all just kind of fell together very, very quickly. Good I love that. And I love Marissa and I always talk about, we love dreams, obviously chasing dreams, but also monetizing those dreams and figuring out ways to, to, to make a living with what you were already good at and a skill set that you were already doing for your friends. Right. We always talk about that. Like, who are you in your friend group? Like you're the one that gives the travel advice. Like why not make a little money doing it? Like, I mean, literally how many times you go on a trip and you see somebody that went there and you give them your list and then you just like share the places. I mean, I, I, I've said, I've said this to you, Elizabeth, offline. 
Yeah. Jamie and I, Jamie and I were the ones that like planned the trips, like bachelorettes and did all the stuff, all the details, know all the places, like had the spreadsheets. And I, I've, I've toyed with it before. Um, but admittedly, admittedly, and the same thing when I planned my wedding, which was meticulous and crazy and detailed and et cetera, I toyed with it before and then thought, you know what? The only crazy I can deal with is this one. So, you know, I, I give you, and by the way, there's a lot going on in here. So I give you a lot of credit because to, to, to take your skill and apply it to other people's needs, it's not simple. It's not simple mm -hmm. because what you would do and what you would personally enjoy is not necessarily what your clients want or need. So I give that, I give you a, a lot of credit for starting that late in the game, maybe, maybe that was actually the, the, the Achilles heel or your best asset is because late in the game, you're able late in the game. I don't mean it like that yeah. later on in your career, because you're, you're, you're soft and not strong enough that you can be soft enough, meaning that you're not going to take it personally the way you would have 20 years ago, where now it's just like, these are your ideas. This is what I'm suggesting. This is what I'm hearing. And it's not so much of a personal innuendo. Um, and, and, you know, of course I'm fascinated by your story of travel and this and that and, and living this, this incredibly um, supercharged life and then, you know, slumming it here with our, with, in our diverse cutting edge town. Really diverse um, town that we all chose. <laughs> this, is, this is where it's um, all happening. Jamie, Jamie, what about you? What did you want to be when you grew up and how did you land into what you're doing now? So I always wanted to be a teacher when I was younger and I did go into teaching for, for a few years. Then I started having kids and I wanted to be home with them and take my maternity leave. And one ended the next, I was pregnant with the next one. And I, five years later, I had three kids. And once they started going to school a little, I wanted to do something. I didn't want to just sit around. So I really wanted to find something. And my family actually has a travel agency, had a travel agency. Oh, so it's in your blood. Growing up. So yeah, so I kind of grew up in the business and was always traveling. We get it. We get having something in your blood. <laughs> right. So uh, my father kept kind of saying to me, like, why don't you just give this a try? Like, why don't you just do it on the side? You'll do it here and there. You know, you'll, you'll sell a few trips. And we were also very big Disney people. When my kids were little, we started going to Disney every year. So we were really into the planning of that as well. So I said, you know what, let me give it a try. And um, it was actually right around the time when like the Facebook group started becoming big. So I would see posts like about people wanting help with a trip. And I would just, you know, give my, you know, you know, just offer my services and people really responded to it. And it just grew from one, it just grew really big, really quickly. So it's amazing. I love that. And, and honestly, I say this, I've said this to Kelly, uh, you know, we have a recommendations page here in our area. Right. And people, I literally like once a week, it's like, does it, well, not so much anymore. We'll get to that. But who, who can I ask for a Disney advice? Like where can I go in Hawaii? And uh, people are like just tagging Kelly left and right or, you know, and I think it's such a reason for Disney. They're, I mean, it's just not smart. They're, they're insane. <laughs> there's, 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 there's a lot of little, like there's a lot of things. Nuances. Do you know that? That's actually one of two things I will not do is Disney because you need an <laughs> a lot of people not do it. And if anybody calls me and asks me, oh, can you help me with my Disney trip? Absolutely not. I cannot help you. Call <laughs> Kelly. I can't do it. It's, 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 <laughs> well, it, it's, 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 and I say this with love. It's a beast, right? It's a yeah. lot of work oh, yeah. that you want to do right so that when you're there, you can be extremely present. 
Because yes. when you look around, you really don't see people stressed when you're there. So the planning really takes time. And, you know, I mean, the truth is, is when you do it correctly and you're the one like zipping through the line, you see someone sweaty and like a crying toddler, you think to yourself, uh-huh. I got this. You're like, no, like I people talking on the buses like about their plans or what they're gonna do, and we're always like laughing. Like, yeah, like okay, like, you life. don't know where you're going to dinner tonight. Yeah, where I you're going? Reservation yeah. two years ago. Yeah. But I, it's funny. My dad. We said this before, but the planning and this stuff. My dad might have been the OG Disney planner um, because he's so um, OCD, and we go. You know, this is before he had maybe like what, what would be like a, like a folders book maybe. and we'd go and he had it down to like a he had it down to a science where we'd go first thing in the morning and then we'd stop we have like a siesta you know where we would stop around 11 30 and we'd go back to the hotel have lunch sit at the pool he'd you know call into the office because we didn't have email then and do whatever we need to do and then we'd go back at cocktail hour and we would do epcot in a second you know whatever and i remember thinking back on it it was brilliant because we never waited on a line he scoffed mm-hmm. at lines and, mm-hmm. you know, other than going really fast ahead of us and leaving Jamie and I were like, dad, we're back here. Um, you know, we, By the way, we really did it. Let's just, let's just clarify. We definitely waited on lines. Um, but because we went at like seven in the morning, we didn't wait on many, but I remember some of those lines. Cause we, one of the standing jokes in my family is that I would just sit down like in the middle of the line, like at seven years old. I'm like, I'm hot. And I just like sit like <laughs> people like, trying to get around. But they didn't have, they didn't have fast, fast then. Like I just sit down anyway. So what I want to do is kind of fast forward now, obviously love all of you being here and, and, and your varied kind of backgrounds. I know Jamie's based in Florida. We have Kelly and Elizabeth who are both here locally with us, but not from here. Either of them, actually Elizabeth's from the West coast and Kelly's from um, new England. So would love to just hear all of you a little bit about, you know, well, obviously this is goes without saying we are in a time right now as obviously everybody is feeling the stresses of in so many different ways. But I think the common denominator that so many people who are fortunate enough to have this quote problem um, are anxious to get back to traveling or doing something, even if it's local or little or a quick trip or a weekend trip, or just something that's not in their four walls with their family. Right. And I think, what I'd love to hear from each of you, if you have some insider thoughts, what are you seeing? Um, obviously, we went through a huge trend. Yeah, like what, if you don't mind speaking to just a bit about the pause, the great pause, obviously, that we all went through and how long did that last? And then are you seeing things picking up? And do you find that your, you know, your hotels that you work with and airlines that you work with are being flexible or is that ending? Like, just give us a little snapshot of where we're at right now. Jamie, you can start because I know you just went last and waited yeah. so patiently. Um, the pause was was for a little. I mean, people were, are definitely, you know, we're feeling nervous and scared to travel. And I, I think that now people are starting to want to go and people are, you know, people are starting to go. So, um you know, the trend is really right now going towards a lot of domestic trips. A lot of people are just exploring what's around them, local places. I mean, you know, the whole East Coast, people are driving, taking road trips and renting RVs and just going across mm-hmm. the country and doing all these amazing trips and just seeing seeing the country. So beautiful and so much to see. And then the next trend 
that we're really seeing is just a more uh, private experience. A lot of private homes and private villas, um, even private jets and things like that. So people are looking for obviously more seclusion and just looking to, you know, social distance on a trip. And the hotels are, are really being accommodating with all that, keeping guests to a minimum and just really like going by the rules and just keeping people spread out and, you know, not doing buffets and things like, you know, where people are just congregating. So, but we are starting yeah. to get more people booking now, which is great. That is great. And Marissa and I actually were fortunate enough to go away this summer to upstate New York to um, a new property called the Lake House at Lake Canandaigua. Um, Really special, special spot that Marissa found. And we felt so safe. And it's funny because a lot of people asked us like, or were writing to me on social as if I was like an influencer. I always joke like, okay. But I like, I, you know, I have a decent amount of followers and I'm pretty active on social media. So people ask me, um, you know, what's the deal there? Like, cause I would tag them. Um, and we were, I think one of the first people, Marissa, I don't know, like the, of like our friends at least that went away this summer or went anywhere. And we were nervous. Like I definitely was really nervous, but I think that some of these hotels, especially the newer ones, this was a brand new property. We were like the first people to stay there did such a wonderful job. And I think if you research them, that's what I'm like leading to. And I'd love to hear Kelly and Elizabeth's thoughts on this too. You know, you'd be surprised, I think, of the things you can do. Now, the, obviously where you have to go and then quarantine when you get back and all of that is really interesting. Obviously, I saw a bunch of those RV trips this summer. It looked incredible. I'm like, when was the last time you thought about maybe doing something like that or going and seeing you know, the Grand Canyon or whatever, which maybe wouldn't have been number one on your list that is like stunningly amazing. Um, so Kelly and Elizabeth, what are your thoughts on all that? Like, how do you, Kelly, you can go ahead. Um, are you finding you know, that your things are starting to pick up again. You were saying there was one woman you were like rebooking and rebooking and rebooking or people canceling trips or people booking trips. What are your thoughts on the climate right now? Initially, everybody was canceling. I mean, for very good reason, everything was shutting down. You literally, planes weren't taking off, flights were being canceled, hotels were shut, but now everything's start, like slowly starting to reopen. And I know with my clients, um, Disney just released all of their packages for 2020 and into 2021. So I have a lot of people going next fall. People are very hopeful. They want to travel and both like me, like you, they miss it. They want to go. Mm -hmm. They want to get out of here. They want to do it smart. They want to do it safe. So there, I have a lot of people doing future travel. They're like, you know what? We're not comfortable now. We don't want to quarantine and get back because like you said, there's like nine states we can go to, at least in the state of New Jersey. And they want to avoid that with kids. They don't want to pull them out of school. I mean, they're finally back in school. So the last thing my clients want to do is have to take them out because, you know, you can't test out. Um, lots of drivable trips. Again, New York, Maine, Connecticut, even a lot of people like to go to the Hamptons and the Poconos in Pennsylvania. So rather they're like rethinking their trips. Everyone originally was like, oh, to go on vacation, you have to get on a plane and you have to fly somewhere. No, you don't. There's mm -hmm. so much to see. I feel like I've lived here in New Jersey and I still haven't even seen half of it. So now that you're really here at your home base again, you're researching, you're like, what is around me? What can we do? Doing like small day trips. Like I just did Hudson Valley over a couple of weeks ago and I saw Blaze, the pumpkin thing. I never would have done that. That was a fast, that's a fun thing to Blaze, right? Yes, I've done that. It's amazing. It awesome. Yeah. My kids loved it. And now they're like, we want to go every year. And I was like, okay. And it's right next to Sleepy Hollow. So when they get older, we can do that. So I just think they're 
you know, bigger picture. You don't have to get on a plane to go on vacation and definitely. Future. I think you're hundred percent right. I, I said to my, we joke, my, my husband and I, that like, I literally could take my kids to like the courtyard Marriott in Middletown and for the night, if they had an indoor pool and they'd be happy. Yes. Like yes. we took them to this gorgeous hotel, but like this area, the Finger Lakes in New York is bananas gorgeous. Like, and I don't know that I would ever have gone if it weren't like in my vernacular right now. I, I want to say something that I think is interesting. I, I think that, first of all, Jamie, Carrie and I went to the Blaze together many years ago. Carrie's one of our mutual mm-hmm. dear friends. Um, but I think what 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 this calls to memory, right, is another time in my life, or for many of us, in college, I was fortunate enough to study abroad, which is where I got my travel bug, because I was raised where we were very close to the vest. We didn't travel that often. My parents were divorced, and my grandmothers both lived in Florida. So Every trip and every vacation was tied into seeing family member and anything as my dad worked in the staffing business, we didn't take long trips. He needed to be back in the office. We took a three or four days and, or maybe that was as many days as he could handle with two teenage girls. I don't know. Um, but we did, we did, he did what he could and we did what we could, but we didn't, I didn't do travel the way I know travel until I was a grown up ish. Um, and, you know, from the Cancun trips in college to, studying abroad. And when I studied abroad, I studied in Italy and, um, I was there for six months. And, um, the first month I was an immersion in Siena, which is where my daughter got her name from. Anyway, the point was, is when you study somewhere for six months, you have the ability to see places in that country that probably you would never see if you went on a two week trip. Like I've been to, um, the Island of Elba and I had gone to Terramina and Sicily and I'd been to places that, you know, Cinque Terra, which were little places off the coast that, you know, other people wouldn't get to go to. Oddly, I missed the Amsterdam trip and I oddly missed Capri, which, you know, I'm so bitter about because if your friends went one weekend and it didn't tie in, you just missed the whole trip. That's the way it worked. But my point is, is I was thinking when I have lucid, non-anxious moments, which is rare, you know, when we are able to actually focus on our own backyards and really immerse ourselves in our immediate culture, there's a lot to see that we don't normally get to see. And and most of us are actually extremely, you know, we're spoiled. We're New Yorkers, right-ish. You know, I spent how many, I mean, my kids have gone to the city on a regular basis since they were born and we're born in the city. There's so much culture. There's so much to do. And everything was always driven by that and not necessarily, you know, going upstate or doing these things or finding any of the off the beaten path wineries, which I don't know if they're any good wine, but you know what? It's still fun to do. You know, there's a lot to do. Anyway, I, I digress. But I was just saying to myself that it reminds me of a different time of when things were simple. We didn't have choice and we reinvented wheels because that's what we did. And that's what I did when I was 20 years old. with a backpack on. So, um, you know, I think of all of you and I think of how you've had to um, navigate this time or this pivot. And I think, OK, you know, Elizabeth, give me give me an example of when someone calls you. First of all, when someone calls one of you, they're already on first base. They've already gotten past the hump that I'm at. Right. So they have already decided that's it. I'm going. And or, you know, the, some of the things I want to say out loud or I'd like some some, maybe, some of your business. Actually, I, just to insert, I mean, do you get Elizabeth? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, too. And, and we'll go back the other way again. You know, do you get a lot of like I'm thinking about traveling? I want to go like a little bit more of that coaching. I'm guessing, too, is happening right now more than maybe before. 
um, where you're tapping into those skills that Marissa and I are good at, you know, really sitting with someone and trying to like dig deep. Okay. What's going on here. And also the second part of that question is the research, right? The knowledge of what's happening right now. Are these hotels doing safe things? Are they sanitizing what's happening on the airplanes? What's the weight like at the airport? So the two combined, it's so much, right? So I'd love to hear from you, Elizabeth. And then again, from all of you, um, what are you finding? Is it your clients are coming to you ready to go? Do you find that you're coaching them? Is it a combination of the two? And what are, what are, are the main questions? Right. Well, half of half of my half of the trips that I'm doing right now are already well-established clients. They worked with me for a long time. I do all their trips anyway. So we're just we're moving forward with just plan B, C, D, E, and F. The new clients that I'm getting they're stuck. I mean, they don't know what to do. What can I do? And it is way too scary right now to travel without an expert. You're not just going to say, Hey, I think we should go to uh, Dominican Republic. You're not going to do You're not even going to go to Pennsylvania without checking with an expert right now. So what mm-hmm. I saw, my business actually never slowed down. None of my, or most of my clients didn't stop traveling. I just had to learn a whole new way I had to figure out what do they want? What do they need? And they still wanted to travel. So it was really up to me to figure out how they could do that. So my expertise is usually in Europe and Asia in Africa, in the more exotic uh, South America, et cetera. Well, that's not going to happen. So initially everybody's like, okay, let's all go on road trips. And they freaked out. And I'm like, <laughs> hold on a second, guys, road trips. That means bathrooms, gas stations, a different hotel every night. That's I know that sounds really fun, but let's play that through. That's not actually a great idea. What would be a better idea would be an RV trip. And oh my gosh, people freaking out. I can't do that. Yes, you can. And so I actually proved it by doing my own big RV trip. I I do RV trips all the time anyway. I love it. And I did it. If you're like, I can, if I can drive a 40 foot RV, trust me, you can do it. And so I showed people that by being self-isolated in an RV, you can go to campgrounds. You can have all these amazing experiences in your movable quarantine. So we kind of did that for a while. And in the summer, it didn't really matter where you went. And people were flying a lot, California, Arizona, they were going, to, uh, not the Caribbean because that wasn't open yet, but they were definitely flying domestically or driving domestically. That was all fine. Um, a lot of those trips. But then what happened was uh, the walls closed in even more and more, and it became really important as far as school. So your, your child cannot go to school if you've been to a s- certain states. And so then it became much more focused on what is within driving distance. And we want to go straight to one location. We don't want to stop anywhere. Where can we go? Mm-hmm. Stay there for a couple, and really three days. That's all you need to change. Like I just went up to the Finger Lakes as well. And, you know, go mm-hmm. camping. You can go five star. You can do whatever you want, but it has to be within driving distance. And we have to know what the quarantines are. And we have to know, because there's also states that don't accept New Jersey. I mean, Vermont doesn't want us. I, I mean, Vermont can come here, but they don't want us. So we have to know how this is all working. And so my clients really have um, narrowed down into the driving distance, the weekend getaways. And everyone's getting very nervous right now with winter coming. So I've got almost, I think I have 47 trips still on the books right now of things that will be happening in the next three weeks. I mean, it's insane. Everyone's going away for November break, for Halloween, for Thanksgiving. People are still going away. But what we have to have is a plan A that is solid, and that's going to be a New York state, whatever. And then we have a plan B that's like like Arizona was my personal plan 
C, my plan A, actually next week, I'm supposed to be in Columbia, South America. That's not happening. Get it? <laughs> my plan B, that's fine. Plan B was actually uh, Sedona, Arizona, because for a few weeks they came off of the naughty list, but they went back mm -hmm. on this week. So I'm out, Sedona's out. I am back to driving distance. So you just have to play with your clients and make sure they understand the rules, keep their expectations. Just know, listen, are you going to be heartbroken if this trip gets canceled? Then don't do it. But let's have a plan A that's easy to drive to won't be canceled and then let's play with the plan b but let's not go too far with that and don't get too caught up yeah and have fun i love and that laugh i mean my clients that had their trip canceled into lanai that's an island in hawaii you know we were laughing about it because they were literally about to go get their pcr test the stick up the nose literally that morning i'm like don't put anything up your nose you're not going and you know, <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> and we figured it out but you know you have such a great really i'm sure all these ladies agree we have such close relationships with our clients they trust us they know us and, and we make these things happen and, and we work together. It's, I think the big difference right now with, during COVID is that it's much more teamwork with my clients. Before, you know, I think you all agree, we were doing all the work and they were having the fun. Now it's much more like, well, you know, what do you think? And, and we're really having a lot more. What are your COVID comfort levels? How do you feel about this? And it's a lot it's more. It's really, it's really emotional. So it's like, you know, it even I will yeah. say there are two things that changed for me. And I'm curious, I really want to ask Jamie a few questions because I think her stance living in, I don't mean this in a bad way, Jamie, but you live in Florida, okay? <laughs> Florida. Okay, that's a place we all go. But this year, you say the word Florida, and all of us get a little like, like <laughs> right? So, like, and we'll I see what happens when it starts snowing. We'll see what yeah, happens right? when it starts we'll, snowing. We'll change our tune. <laughs> no, right. No, I, I listen, I love Florida. But I sit there and I think to myself, like, maybe if I lived somewhere else, my point of view would feel different, right? Because you're, we're mm -hmm. caught up in this bubble. So, for instance, when we went to the beach club this summer, which I'm sure on my social media stream for people that did not have access to a beach club, I'm sure that was very uncomfortable for people that didn't understand our lifestyle, yet we felt safe. First of all, we were outside and our brains started to heal a little bit. The paranoia started to shift because yes. we were doing something that we do in our area and it felt okay, right? And then as soon as school started again, the paranoia came back on like freaking suit of armor. Right? Because all we want to do, I mean, I can't do anything. My kids go to school for three hours, two days a week. So I don't want to. So Jamie, do you, do you, how do you feel in Florida? How does it affect like, you does there? Does it feel the same? Like what goes on on the inside? I, you know what? I have a little bit of both because I'm in Florida, but most of my clients, family, friends are in New York. So, you know, it was bad there and then it was bad here and people don't want to come, come here. They don't want to go there. It's, it's just a, a mix up of you know, when things are happening, but, you know, I know people were, what's the climate, what's the climate like of your clients right now? Like, are people still booking trips? What are you seeing? I'm you have a lot of fun local things you can do. I mean, you can I'm go to the, yeah. in Florida, yes, there's a ton of, of local places, so many options, but I'm finding that most people now are booking very last minute trips. Like they're calling mm -hmm. me for mid November. And, um, you know, I booked a trip in September for somebody to leave the next week. So, um, you know, cause people don't really know what it's going to be like come winter and, you know, they just don't know. So they're taking it one day at a time and saying, okay, things feel okay right now. Like, let me go somewhere. 
before do they- you feel do you feel like not to cut you off but do you guys feel like a sense of responsibility like does anybody has you had any like negative situations happening i'm guessing like with you told me it was safe to go there like like what is your like you know what i mean so like i, feel I haven't heard that no, People sorry. are very surprised when they arrive. And we, I mean, the three of us do our due diligence. We know who's playing by the rules and who isn't. So we're never going to re- recommend something that isn't okay. But really, people sure. are surprised when they arrive. You know, when I have clients going to Mexico, they're so scared. They get on the plane. They're like, this is really not that bad. And they arrive in Mexico and they're like, it, my room was sealed with tape to show that no one was in there. Like, yeah, yeah. Actually, they're like, you, you were right. We're, we're right. We're right. One of the girls that works for us, she is, Marissa and I talk about this all the time. We have two girls that work for us, both um, in their early 20s and without children. And we find it so interesting because watching their lives, they've done a ton of traveling. They've done a full bachelorette situation, weddings, like doing things that if I were their age, I'd like granted, to do they're it. doing it. They're doing it safely. I mean, they're, safely. they're, they're with a but certain just group of people that still they're, parents, they're doing life as, you know, as moms, we're like, Whoa, you know? So one of the girls that works for us is going on her honeymoon on Friday to Mexico. And we were talking about it and she's like, you know, we did all this research about how safety, you know, safe the, the hotel is. And obviously, you know, in the grand scheme of things, they're not worried. I mean, they're worried, but they're, they're not worried. And if God forbid they have to quarantine when they get back, they can. So I'd love to hear from you guys. You know, a lot of, obviously our listeners are, there's a mixture obviously of people who listen to our podcast, but I'd love to hear, you know, if you have like one or two, not to put you on the spot, like, is there places like, you don't have to call them specific, like a hotel out, but we'd love to hear like, if somebody called you tomorrow and they're like, where can I go? And what would you say? Like, for example, Marissa and I were just talking about going, Marissa's thinking about going to like Cape May, for example, over Thanksgiving, which is close to us. Again, a place that's beautiful that you don't necessarily go. Um, you know, she, we were, she and I were talking about like, what if it's not going to be open or there are going to be restaurants that you could go to? Like, I would Am like to eat inside. I mean, there's a million yeah. thousand questions. But I'd love to hear like, do you guys have any like specific spots that like your hot spot right now that you're recommending that's really safe that people should look into? Elizabeth, you're nodding. Is there something specific oh, you're yeah. telling? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, it d- it depends. Are you bringing kids, and they need, yeah. and so you yeah, need like with kids, kids. with okay. kids. Where can I go? Honestly, I am saying, believe it or not, the large resorts like a Sagamore. <laughs> you would think that's the last place I want to be during during. Marissa COVID. got married there, but no, because they're operating at partial capacity. They have very strict yep. that outsiders can't come into the dining. They're, they are so clean. They're following every protocol. People are wearing masks. They have to follow the rules. So on this crazy twist of fate, the larger resorts are sometimes great places to be because they also have, like, for example, the Sagamore has, you know, little cottages and cabins and condos mm-hmm. on the property. So you can separate, but then have a restaurant or the lake or the kayaks or the zip lining or whatever you want. So it's that, but then my clients who are more, you know, uh, COVID uh, scared, they're really, it's it's going to be uh, an Airbnb, a cabin rental in the Adirondacks, the Catskills, the Finger Lakes, Hudson Valley is huge. That's actually my plan F for next week is the Hudson <laughs> Valley. I think we're on F, E or F. The Hudson Valley is great. There's a lot of places. It's so beautiful there. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? Well, I stayed at the Sagamore this summer. So just like to everything Elizabeth said, it is yep. so safe. They are following every single protocol. You have to go there and sign documentation agreeing that you will wear your mask. If you do not wear your mask, 
you will be asked to leave the property. And we actually stayed in one of those condos. I brought my mother-in-law, you know, she was a little bit older. So she wanted to get away, but stay safe. And you can still get room service when you stay at the condo. So <laughs> we have a beautiful dining room, a full kitchen. Every single night I just called and I still got room service. So I would definitely say that is great with families. Woodlock is great. Um, my boss actually, she's having all of her kids work from home and she actually packed up and she's living in Mexico right now. She's touring all of the resorts. She's putting on fams forever. She started a great business um, side. In addition to working here, she's putting on fams. It's going through and showing everybody it's okay to come to Mexico. Like you said, no buffets, everything's spaced out. And honestly, there's not a lot of people there. So if anything, it's one of the safest, if you can, it's one of the safest times to travel. They're taking every, it's never been so clean. Honestly, it's mm -hmm. never been clean right and that and that i think is really the truth one, one of the things i did notice and i'm sure that your your customers and i want to hear this validation when i went up to the lake house which by the way i chose because i got married at the sagamore and as much as i love that spot i didn't want to necessarily do that trip this time and also i know the sagamore is very usually very busy in august and i wasn't sure what that was going to be and i was a little nervous so the lake house opened so here's a 2020 sentence. Who goes to a hotel on the day it opens in any <laughs> other time other than 2020? Well, never, but that's what I did. They might, they might get invited to go, but we, yes. as the layman's, do, would not have done that. Or I, we checked in like day two. Day one. Like, let me just say this. You cut it's the ribbon in there. Don't, yeah, pretty much. Like my door was taped, but it was like taped for real. Like it was the first time anyone had stepped inside. But I need to say something. There were no garbage cans at the pool. Like they were, they didn't, like they hadn't gotten their like beautiful teak wood, like garbage can yet. So like you had to put it like in a trash bag. Like they, it, they were like, they were ready, but like, they were like, oh my God, like it was dead. Yeah, like they, they still had their punch list. But anyway, yeah. that made me ironically feel extremely safe and very comfortable and also it was the first time I was anywhere that wasn't home-ish where I saw other human beings that I did not know, safe things, wearing masks and communicating and I'm having conversation. And it was a very healing time for me where I was able to process that I can do things that I used to do and we can do them safely. So when you're saying buzzwords, like both Elizabeth, all three of you actually, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Jamie and Kelly have said, travel safely, safe choices. Sometimes I think people don't even know what that means because they're so inhibited right now by their own anxiety that they don't even know what it is that would feel okay to do. So, you know, like, you know, when you're saying like the bathrooms, I mean, if you think about March and April, if you went on a car trip, you definitely considered bringing a cup in the car. There's no way you were stopping. Mm -mm. Zero shot. So, Jamie, you know, Jamie, what about you down there? Like, do you, are you finding, like, I know it says, you said that most of your clients are in New York, but what are your kind of go-to places that you're recommending right now? Um, we're, we're seeing a lot of people going to Mexico right now. We have somebody mm -hmm. there right now. Um, we have somebody going in next month. Um, yeah. So a lot of people are doing that. And then, I mean, here people are, are doing a lot of, of, of keys, a lot of Naples, Sarasota. Um, there's so many places. Orlando. I, I keep so getting popular. emails from my, I love South Seas. We had such a nice special yeah. time. Captiva. I keep getting the emails and I'm saying, I'm going to come back. I swear I'm going to come back. You know, um, and are you, are you feeling, you know, Elizabeth, I know you're uh, uh, on your own, but with Jamie, with your family, I don't know if your family's still in the business. 
or Kelly with the parent company, like, are, are you getting um, trend information or, you know, I, I, like are people, are the industry, like industry experts, like what, what are they saying? You know, oh, I'm sure we every all, day. every day it's, we have zoom meetings, we have conferences. I was on a conference all day today from 8am to 6pm and everybody's in these zoom boxes talking, but you guys, we all, we're all asked to members. We're all, you know, we get all of these emails every day and it's actually a bit overwhelming and you have to know what to kind of comb through. And I'm sure we all listen to the travel podcasts. We have to do that every single day for hours a day, just to keep on top of what's going on. It's, it's overwhelming. But it's just temporary. It's just temporary. In six, you know, it six is months. temporary. Yeah. So okay. we we believe, you know, we believe wholeheartedly, you know, to just shift gears for a minute, and we're going to start tailing and and wrapping. Um, I mean, literally, we could talk about this for hours. I think I say that in every podcast, but I really believe that in this one because I I personally want to go away like tonight, like right now, like I'm going to get on a red eye. <laughs> but also, I think everyone feels the same. We all get on a red eye. Like who cares? Like just go. go right this minute. Like I don't even minute. need anything. I'm just going to show up in this sweater. Fine. I, like actually, like not even packing. But um, I do feel like what I want to say is, Marissa and I believe inherently that everyone has a superpower. You bring something to either your group of friends, your spouse, your you know your family that no one else can bring. Right. So we always joke like you know, you may not know what that is, but like, if you think about it for a second and think, okay, I have something I bring to the table and no one else brings. I kind of feel like you guys all have this like specific kind of superpower in common, which is the ability to comb through all this information and help others, right? That's what we all have in common. My sister and I, my, you know, as well. But do you have anything that stands out to you? Um, do you feel like, you know, in your business maybe, and you can shift this question a little bit. Amy, if you were to pick one. Yeah, like Jamie, would you say that you have like a specific superpower that you could say like, yes, you could seek out hundreds of different travel experts to give you advice about what it is that you can go do tomorrow. But like, this is what I can do for you. Well, I think the main, the main part of, of being a travel advisor pretty much is just being a good listener and really getting to know your clients. Like I get to know my clients on a personal level where so many of them have now become friends of mine because... I know their kids and I know their families and I know what they like. And I, you know, aside from booking their trips, I, I follow their, them on, on social media and I know what they're doing and it just, we form like a relationship. And so when they come back to me each year, I'm kind of like, oh, I know where you're going this year. Like, this is the perfect place for you. So you get to know people on that level that you just know what's for them. I love that skill. And, you know, Kelly, I, to give her a compliment, you know, we talked, she happens to know my kids personally, but we talked a little bit about how, you know, I told her like once, I'm like, I don't think they're going to really like like the whole pirate show thing. And then because I told her that she didn't recommend like other things. And she's like, you know what? You told me Sam's not like super into like being in front of an audience. Like maybe you wouldn't, you wouldn't enjoy this show. Then I'm going to tell you to go do that show. So just those like me, like minor, minor things that just that you heard me say, even if it was like six conversations ago, if there's something really special about that. And that's why Marissa was even saying earlier, what you guys do is so similar to what we do. Yes. Um, because yes. if you told me three years ago, you never want to work for like a company that's based in New York city. And even though obviously it's my job to try to convince you otherwise, I'll always remember that about you and whether or not I have to write it in a little note somewhere I'll remember. And we'll, you know, the next time I'll say to you, listen, and it, it makes them feel good where I'm like, yeah, and you're only going to be good at these jobs is if you have excellent bedside manner. 
Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like in a way, like doctor. I support my clients. You know, I feel like for the first time I meet them, I almost take them out on like a date. I was like, you know, like let's go sit, let's go have some coffee. Like let's sit down. What do you want? Like you throw everything at me, and I'm going to tell you what's going to stick, and I'm going to narrow it down, and I'm going to figure it out for you. And in the end, I just feel like we become friends. They, it's of course, it's you know my job, it's my profession, but they kind of we cut right through that. And it's like, oh, like I can text her. I'm accessible. They just don't look at me as some person, like a travel agent. I work in this agency. Like you can't bug me. It's like, call me, text me. We become friends. We hang out after. And again, it's like, they come back from a vacation. You're like, I know where you're going to go next time. Like you're going to do this. I know your kids. Like you didn't like this. You'll like this. Like a new hotel is opening up. Like this is right up your alley. I know when like the booking windows open. So I just feel like, I, you know, I, I love that. I, I think that even in let's let's remove the pandemic for a minute let's just take it out just take take out that large elephant um you know what you all do is you offer and and we all lived a very very all of us as a culture as a society lived a very 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 fast-paced frenetic life up until seven months ago and your jobs collectively were to be able to insert quality time and joy whatever that may look mm-hmm. like. So if it was a girl's weekend, which God knows we all need, um, you know, right now, I think if anyone's traveling, they're traveling with their children because they, <laughs> they have no choice, um, you know, uh, or you're going away by yourself. Either, it doesn't matter. The point is, is you created joy for people that maybe had a hard time doing it by themselves. Mm-hmm. A boundaried, happy, positive memorable experience, which is a huge responsibility. So if you really think about what you do for a living, people look back on their life and the memories you help them create are their shining moments, right? Because the rest of it, the doldrums of, you know, parking lots and pickups and coffee spilling on your white sweater and all the other things. So, you know, I think it's very interesting now where we've all had to redefine what joy means or finding small small joys in places that we never even knew to look, you know, to come back to those experts and say, hey, listen, I want to be able to figure out how to do it, do my old way, a new way. And I do think, and I, I, I don't know anything about the industry other than the fact that I love to travel. I would think that it would be safe to say that the industry as a whole will change after this to a degree, because there mm-hmm. might be a, like, you know how, if you have the pillars of like, the international travel and like the, the Chilean wineries or well, I don't know, people go skiing down there too. I'm not a skier, but like, you know, all these incredible trips. Now there's going to be a whole other level of trip that was ignored for a long time, which was your own backyard trip. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, and are you looking at Marissa? You know what I think is really going to change in the travel industry going forward. There's the people in 2020 who had a travel advisor, like, you know, like, like us to do their trips and help them cancel, get their money back. And then there's their, your Expedia people who tried to do everything on their own. Those people will never travel without a travel expert ever again. I think the value of what we do was really proved through this when we were on the phone, you know, we all had like six phones laying out trying to get our right. money back. Hours. Getting, getting home. Hours. I mean, we, Where you need, you need that home. advocate. Yeah. The pendulum, I the Kelly, pendulum has come back. I saw Kelly at pickup. We we send our kids. I think it was during camp or something. And you're like, 
we were in the middle of a conversation. She's like, I gotta go. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Like literally it was like in the middle of like trying to book or like cancel somebody's trip. And I'm like, it's fine. Like I get it. Yeah. I'm in client service you know, too. Normally I can't even travel, imagine. When they travel and they have a travel advisor, everything goes great. And it's, you know, it's great. It's great. Everything's booked. It's fine. But when things go wrong, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you were by my side. And since things went wrong for everybody, there really were the haves and the have nots. And people are like, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. So I think, thank uh, God our, I had you totally. Industry, I think we, I think we have a whole new, I think that's a great, that's a great nugget to leave people with too tonight is use a travel advisor, reach out. I mean, these girls, if not these women or anybody else that you know, that does this, I think this is a great point, Elizabeth. This is Marissa and I talk about this all the time too. And what we do, they don't know that they can come to a staffing firm and sit with us and go through their resumes for free because we get paid by the client and that we can actually coach you. And yes, there are other parts of our business now that we charge for, but like there are so many people out there to help you as long as you take the minute. And that's why Marissa and I do this is to shine light on people that we think are doing something really cool. And that's what you guys are doing. Um, You're not, you want somebody on your side, just helping to to fight for you, especially as like cancellation policies and all sorts of stuff. So to wrap up, we have a couple last questions. One, um, we believe in mantras. Marissa and I say many of them always. We wear them up our arms. We have them on our business cards. So I'd love to hear from each of you. Do you have a mantra? And if not, do you have, you know, something is specific that inspires you, that keeps you doing this? Obviously, the answer being, you know, seeing the joy on my clients' faces, seeing their photos when they get back, booking their next trip, of course. Is there anything specific on top of that that you say to yourself, that you say to your clients, you know, do you have a mantra? And if not a specific line, um, kind of how you operate. Jamie, if you want to start us off. Uh, well, mine would be wherever you go, go with your heart. Oh, I love that. That's nice. I love that. What about you, Kelly? You have a mantra? I would just say, just always like stay positive and push through. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't stop. You just got to keep going. You just have to stay positive and something has to give. Mm-hmm. True. What about you, Elizabeth? You have one? Yes. And it really is. You cannot control what happens to you, but you absolutely can control how you react. So if your flight is all the time canceled, too. you can have a temper tantrum. You can, or if your flight is canceled, you can go sit in the bar and have a drink, or you can go to a different test. You really are in control of how you react to situations. Really I once wrote a children's book after my flight was canceled. Real? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And your choice is silver lining. I yep. decided, yeah. I decided O'Hare airport had screwed me one too many times and I was going to make something out of it. Yeah. And because I wrote a children's book in that airport. You chose, you could have yelled yeah. at the, at the, at the uh, flight attendants. Mm-hmm. You could have left. You could have. I mean, I might've done a little of that too. Let's be fair. <laughs> you got to hold that And then she took all that angst and wrote a children's book. Um, if anybody has any questions, I'm just putting this out there that it's watching live, feel free to put it in the um, comments and we'll take a look at it before we wrap. But our last question is funny. It's usually, we say, we ask one of three questions to just kind of shake the sillies off as we say and stop talking business and just really dig deep and and end on something fun. And we actually ask often a travel question, which is if you could travel anywhere in the world with your spouse, with your best friend and with um, well, your family, and depending on who we're talking to, we might ask different things. Um, where would you go? 
So obviously I'd love to hear that from all of you. And we talked about that a little bit, but I'd rather spend these minutes, these last few seconds talking about, we love to highlight others that are doing cool things. We talked about your brands already and what you do. Anybody out there, whether it's a hotel, uh, a tra another travel company, not travel related, that you think is just killing it right now, that you are super inspired by. Because what we find is when we post these and we tag other companies, we find that you know, a lot of our listeners then start following those companies and it just breeds good energy of people that are doing something really cool right now. Um, we call it a brand crush. Um, so do you have anybody that you're crushing on right now that you're just like super into? Go ahead, Kelly. I have a brand crush on Elizabeth, honestly. Oh. You know, like you're local. Like, I feel like I follow you. You're like the things that you do. I don't feel like I could ever do. And oh, yeah. you are awesome. No, seriously. I told you that before. I was like, girl, I'm like you rock it. Like you're good. I, I don't feel like just because you're in the same industry as somebody like your competition. I just don't think Never. that's like a healthy way to look at stuff. And I was like, I love her. She's great. She's awesome. Well, I, I think, but I think, I by the way, that is a beautiful thing. I like your pony. And I, I think that, first of all, I agree with you in a very important point. When you're working in an industry where you are working one-on-one, -on -one, there are a lot of fish in the sea. You should, especially now, be building each other up, referring each other out, and supporting one another. I think it is passe for people in the travel industry to be hurting you know, or competing. I think it was the same thing for fitness. Everybody's all in now. You take this class, you take that class, you're supporting any small businesses, you know, staffing too. I mean, I mean, when you work in the staffing business, we're sometimes referred to as like used car salesmen. Like the truth mm -hmm. is, is, it's not easy to get a job. If I can't get you a job, I'm going to send you to a separate. I'm going to help people. you find somebody else who can. Because I'm not going to sit there and pretend, you know, that I'm better than anyone else at this point. Also, there's enough people to go around to have a good customer base. So I commend you. For saying that, Kelly. I love saying that, really Kelly. Special. What about Very you, Elizabeth? You don't have to say Kelly, although that would be so. No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, uh, really, really lay it on thick. No pressure. I'm betting on you. Oh, um, my brand crush. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. There is this guy named Elias Blunden Stone, and he has a company called The Room Editor. Oh my gosh, this guy is incredible. He, he's kind of done what I've done with my travel model for home decorating. So he comes into your home, he looks at a room, he, he, you tell him what things you like, what you don't, and then he looks around and he'll give you ideas on what you can do and he'll build a board. Like, and it's like stuff from Ikea. It doesn't have to be super expensive. And then he'll help you fix your living space but with your budget and with your vision, it's a really neat thing that he's doing. And I absolutely adore him. He's got really cool blog as well called social nesting where he does like arts and crafts and home decorating and really thinks outside the box. And it's very approachable. It's things that you can do. I, and I just love his attitude. I think he's funny. I, I just, I, I really, I'm totally crushing on him. Totally. I love that. Oh, I'll just check that out. What about you, Jamie? You have a brand crush? Well, so we're independent contractors with a company called the Gifted Travel Network, and they have just been so amazing throughout this whole experience. I just, I'm so thankful to be a part of this this company because the support they've given us has, has just been amazing. And really just all the hotel reps, everyone is, and that no matter how hard of a time they're going through, everyone is just trying to help one another and just band together. All the travel agents that I work with and everybody is just, 
they've been so supportive and everybody just wants to help each other. So it's just such a nice community to be a part of. So it really is that. interesting, all the silver linings, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's spectacular. Was there anything that we should have asked and didn't anything that you guys wanted to be able to say tonight to the audience? Because obviously this will live as a podcast. You then will be able to share it with your followers or friends. Anything that you wanted to make sure you said before we hang up that we didn't get a chance to cut to? Well, I can't thank you guys enough for being here. This has been so inspiring for me. I mean, the reason why Marissa and I do this, I, I know this goes without saying, and I'm not saying this to pat ourselves on the back. Like we sit here because we love it at eight o'clock at night, just digging into other people's careers because we geek out on other people. And we find it so inspirational to be surrounded by other women, not all women, but women who work and do something cool that are helping others in some way. So I can't thank you enough for A, what you're doing for others be what you did for us tonight and our listeners and see just for being here tonight with us and, and, and unpacking that for the last hour. So really I, also, I also thank you in advance for anybody that after listening to this turns their light on or ignites a new trip or a new idea because they felt safer or inspired or hum- normalized or humanized by this conversation, because we have all been hit with a ton of bricks And those bricks look different for each and every individual. And to hear a collective group of women that are still out there and still servicing clients and still figuring things out, you know, I mean, listen, getting on a plane and going somewhere can be a cocktail on the beach, but it could also be going to see your grandmother. We need to be able to live our life because we're not going to get this time back. Time doesn't stand still for anyone. So as much as we want to be safe, we don't want to be sorry. So I am thankful for all the really enriching things that we've done during the seven months that we were gifted. And now I'd like to hang up and start thinking about where I could go again. (laughs) Um, You know, so I thank you, Kelly. I thank you, Jamie. I thank you, Elizabeth. I thank all of your clients. Thank you. Um, And I, I, and Elizabeth, you I want to ask one last thing and then we're going to definitely hang up. Elizabeth has four to six plans for the next week. I have, Mm -hmm. I have zero. I have maybe, I may be going to the ferry trail in Livingston. Don't steal my idea, anybody. Um, I will, but I'll stay six feet behind you. Yes. Yeah. So Jamie, totally. I, I, I think it's me that wants to go to the ferry trail more than my, my, certainly my tween. I, I want to go. Um, Jamie, do you, are you, do you guys have a, you don't have teacher's convention, right? Cause that's when we normally. No, that's New Jersey. Right. So you, so do you have anything planned for yourself or your family? Just out of curiosity. For me? Yeah. Um, we have some things in the works that they don't know about yet. So possibly, possibly. we have, we have the week off for Thanksgiving. So we were, we are thinking about maybe doing something then. And that, by the way, is a very interesting thing because Thanksgiving is not going to look like Thanksgiving this year. If anything, we're going to be pretty much solo or immediate with one immediate other family. No one's going to do an extended thing. I don't believe And if they do, they're certainly not going to post pictures about it. If they post pictures about it, they're certainly going to have change. Right? Those are the other things mm-hmm. we didn't talk about. That that travel that sh- word shame. Travel yeah. shame. That, that travel shame. Travel shaming. I'm sure yes. that we didn't get there. That's we didn't get there. Topic. And by the way, that's a real thing. So and then Kelly, do you have any plans that we're not travel shaming you about? No. My three kids keep me so busy. I mean, I don't think I could pack up right now and go away for two days. I just did it a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's <laughs> true. You did just go away. So, you know, went away in August, well, hopefully, away in September. So I need to just, I'm chilling right now. Hopefully well, we'll all be able to get somewhere soon. And 
again, I can't thank you guys enough for being here. And thank you to our sponsor choice for helping us put this together. And just thank you usually to Shared Universe, which although they're not with us right now, will make this a podcast. So stay tuned for that on the um, Apple podcast app. And thank you to Maris who manages our social media. She's on there for us. Um, and I really appreciate you guys being here. And thanks for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great evening, thank everybody. Lots so of love. Much. Keep up your good work. Take care. Good night.